In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we read of the children of Israel who came to Moses complaining that they had no bread. For 40 years, they wandered in the wilderness, grumbling every step of the way about what they would eat and drink. And yet during all that time, not one of them starved or died of thirst. God himself fed them with bread from heaven. He gave them manna in the wilderness. He was more faithful than a shepherd, more tender than a mother, more loving than any earthly father. We might ask, why were the people of God in a wilderness in the first place? They were there because of their unbelief and sin. God intended for them to enter the promised land, but they refused to trust him and had to live in a desert instead. And speaking of deserts, one could rightly say that the only reason they even exist is because of sin. Remember, God originally placed his people in paradise, where they would never have known scarcity or hunger. Sin drove us out of Eden into the wilderness. Sin caused thorns and thistles to grow and deserts to form. Sin gave birth to poverty and disease, famine and pestilence, and ultimately to death. This was never what God intended. He does not desire the death of a sinner, even though it's what we deserve. God does not take delight in our suffering, even though he will allow it for our good. Sin was not God's intention for his creation. But even so, it didn't take him by surprise. Scripture tells us that the plan of restoration and redemption was in motion before the foundations of the world were laid. When you read the history of God's people, you will find God intervening on their behalf again and again in the most tender and basic ways. He provided clothes for Adam and Eve when they were driven out into the wilderness. He sheltered the Israelites from the heat of the desert with a cloud during the day and lightened the dark with a pillar of fire. For 40 years, he sustained them in their journey, providing food and drink in miraculous ways, ensuring that even their clothing and sandals did not wear out. Now that we no longer live in paradise and must make our way in a broken world, God desires all the more to give us the things we need. And so he commands us to ask, give us this day our daily bread. We've all said those words hundreds, even thousands of times. But oh boy, have they found new meaning in the last few weeks. When have any of us ever needed to worry about running out of food and basic supplies? The very thought was unimaginable a month ago. We're accustomed to our cozy lives 
in a time of unparalleled ease and prosperity. So why should we ask God for daily bread when we always get more than we need anyway? But suddenly, the gifts that we may have taken for granted are in short supply. A month ago, who would have believed that the world would run out of toilet paper or that the shelves of our grocery stores would soon stand empty? Unthinkable. Every day of our lives, God was at work giving us manna in the wilderness until perhaps like the children of Israel, we too forgot where these good gifts came from. Most precious of all is the gift that so many Christians have spurned and neglected. The blessing of gathering with the saints around the table of our Lord. How many times have you come out of a sense of duty or drudgery or perhaps not even come at all? While it's true that we live in a desert, in a broken world full of sin, yet it does present us with so many glittering activities and distractions to keep us busy. But can you imagine the Israelites coming to Moses and telling him that they've decided to settle down in the desert permanently? Hey, what's wrong with a little sand between your teeth when you've got plenty of bread and entertainment? Never mind that we are bound for the promised land. Never mind that heaven is our true home. Let's get busy with life here and now. And so we have. But last week we woke up and found that everything was canceled. We watched in shock as the busy, busy wheels of our world slowed and stopped. And then the unthinkable happened. Believers across the world discovered for the first time in their lives that the great blessing of coming to the Lord's house had been taken away. Some pastors are worried that if we start streaming the services, people won't come back to church once the plague is over. Perhaps so. But I pray that the opposite will happen I pray that you will return with tears of joy, thanking God for the unspeakable blessings that he gives us every time we gather in his name. I pray that the words of the psalmist will be on your lips and in your heart. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Yes, we need to eat bread every day. Yes, we need soap and charmin and a thousand other things. And God gives us all these things. But most of all, we need Jesus. Without him, no matter how many worldly treasures you manage to add to your stash, you're still living in the middle of a desert 
a wasteland subject to the ravages of sin and pestilence and old age. God fed the Israelites for 40 years in the wilderness, teaching them to rely on him alone. He is teaching us the same lesson today. In our gospel text, Jesus finds his people once again in a desolate wilderness. No surprise there. It's where we sinners always end up. But Jesus sees us and has compassion. He leaves behind the majesty and beauty of heaven and enters our broken world. He comes among us as a man, able to experience our hunger and thirst, capable of knowing our suffering and sorrow. And our Lord comes to us to give us the bread that we need above all else. Yes, he fed the crowd that day with actual loaves of bread and fish. But then he said to them, I am the living bread from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I will give is my life on behalf of the world. And he made good on those words from his cross. And indeed, his body was broken and his blood poured out for the sins of the world. Dear saints, we are surrounded by uncertainty. No one knows how much worse things may get before they get better, if they even do. Many people are panicking, but this is nothing new. The ancient Israelites did the same. Instead of trusting God to provide bread for each day, they panicked and ran out and tried to stockpile manna, and it rotted and stank. Their worrying was pointless, and so is yours. Your heavenly Father always has and always will keep his promises. He will provide everything that you need in this life and the next. So let us receive our daily bread with glad and thankful hearts. And more importantly, let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, the living bread from heaven. He is our true treasure. They can take away everything else, but the words and promises of Christ remain. Take away all the gizmos and then we see this world for what it truly is. A barren wilderness with no lasting joy, but we rejoice because our citizenship is in heaven. So no matter what tomorrow brings, you can be certain of this. Your heavenly Father will provide. He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? May Almighty God continue 
to strengthen our faith in him. And may he bring us once again to gather around the table of our crucified Lord, the true bread of heaven. In his name, amen.